today's show, we will cover the topic, fasting. I'm so excited that you're listening with me today. And with that being said, let's get into today's show. Hey guys, and thank you for tuning in to the Breakthrough Podcast. I am your host, of course, you all know Reba Bell. Those who don't know, I am a wife currently, a mother of two. My son is 14 and my daughter is four. So I have a teenager and a toddler. Uh, today's topic is fasting. If you didn't hear the pre-recording of this, then you can go back and listen to it. Um, I am also a author of a book, of two books. The first one is called A Blessing in Disguise. And also the second one is From Ashes to Beauty. I just released that one in December. That one is about my autobiography, about my life, about myself. Grab that at RebaBell.com. You can grab both of them at RebaBell.com, actually. And if you listen to this podcast, you get the 22% off of the books prices. And also, I am a coach. You can find me at Breakthrough Coach underscore Reba Arve on Instagram. But let's jump into the show. So today's show is about fasting. Um, I chose to do this because today I start my 20 day one, 21 day fast. And I also want to inform and inspire people that don't know about fasting technically, but also the ones that do know about fasting that I think we all should fast at one point in time in our lives. Um, and if you've never tried it, um, here's why. Pretty much fasting is pretty much Something that you do spiritually. And there are worldly fasts. Let me say that and correct that. But I'm talking about spiritual fasts. That you do for God. Something that you do for God for yourself also. Um, number one is for yourself. But it's something that you do with God to get more in tune with God. And what God wants to tell you. Whatever it is you're fasting for. You can fast for your marriage. You can fast for your family relationships. You can actually fast for anything. And then when you're doing a fast, you can do different kinds of fast. You can do the Daniel fast. You can do fruits and vegetable fast. You can do, um, I'm say one time I fasted coffee because I love coffee. So one time I did that. Um, so you could do different types of fast with fasting anything. Sometimes you can do thing fast, meaning social media. You can fast from talking on the phone or whatever you want to do. Fasting actually is important because it actually helps you mentally get your mind and your body ready to commune with God. It actually gets your mind and body to support what you're trying to do in the next journey. Now, as you all know, my next, the next word or the word of the year is elevation. So when God gave me this word, the beginning of this year is basically seeing everything that I went through last year and all the great things that happened to me last year. 2022 is the year of elevation, meaning let's go to the next level. Let's go to the next level in him. Now, when I learned about fasting, when I was at my old church, new life about seven years ago, probably a little bit more than that. Um, I didn't really get into fasting until about seven years ago. And it actually helped me 
feel like a highlighter when I'm reading my Bible, when I'm reading books. It actually helped me to understand what God was trying to say to me in a time frame of whatever I'm going through or been through. And when I'm fasting, it gives me a better elevation, if you want to say, to understand and hear from him. Also, fasting basically is a spiritual journey that you go on, whether you're doing it for 14 days, 21 days. You could fast as long as you want to, I think, but don't quote me on that. Um, I know people fast water sometimes, and you can do as short as you want to. I do know that, um, and... It depends on your personal journey. But this journey that I'm taking right now is 21 days. We're, we're fasting from 21 days to hear from God. But also we're going through the book with prayer. Prayer and fasting actually are one. Now, when you're talking about prayer and fasting, you're basically saying that I am sustaining myself from food. That's what this fast is about. And you can do it any kind of way on this fast. You can do it from 7 to 7. You can do it from I'm not going to eat it after a certain time. Or I'm only going to do fruits and vegetables like I said. But when you're sustaining, like I said, from food itself. Meaning I'm not going to eat this. So I'm not going to eat that. You're pretty much going into your word. Replacing what you're sustaining from. And engaging more, if you're not in your word, then it, it helps. But more into what God wants you to do. Now, we're doing the book of Psalms at my church, personally, with the 21-day fast, which is, I think is great. Because, as you know, the book of Psalms is like prayer. So, we're pretty much praying at the same time. So, we're praying out the Psalms each day. And we actually want to hear from the Lord on what he's trying to say. Now, Sometimes fasting revelations come in the beginning. You could get a revelation of what God wants you to do, where he wants you at. Depends on what the situation is. Or he, you get a revelation right at the end. And I think fasting in itself is a continuation of things. So just because you don't get a revelation right away, right after the fast is over, and be like, oh, what did I do that for? I think it's more of to... For God to understand, for you to understand God, to say, I got discipline. Um, because I think that's what really fasting is, is discipline. It's the discipline of your body, your mind, and your spirit. Um, when you fast, they say you shouldn't tell people. And I think that's great. But on one accord, I do, if we fasting together and you fasting like a church, then that's fine. But on one accord, when I'm trying to fast something personally, if I'm not doing it with my church, because I do it a couple of times a year, um, I do tell one or two people because it holds me accountable. And when you say that you want to fast and you want to stop something or whatever, it holds you accountable. Not say you got to tell the whole world, but it's fine if I'm on the podcast telling you guys because I'm trying to give an example. Um but it's basically for you to say, this is something that I want to stay disciplined in and I want to change about my personal life. So if you can hold me accountable, if you can, you know, 
pretty much hold me accountable. You want an accountability partner if you don't know what that means. Just someone to hold you accountable and just to keep you on the right track. Now, God does that when you're in your word, but at the same time, you could physically have someone do that too. Um, another thing that I do when I'm fasting is that it's certain times that I go into prayer. Uh, churches do this too, but sometimes I do it because it's discipline for me to say prayed up about what I want to pray about. Also, I encourage you, if you want to fast, to take a journal or the notes on what you want to see or hear from God at the end of the fast. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes you can go back and be like, oh, this is really what I wanted. Sometimes your prayers come on through. Sometimes it's God saying, wait. But sometimes it's really God saying, no, I got something better for you. I never, never think about fasting as, and after the, after doing it so long, I never think about it as, as a punishment of, cause it is, it, most people think it is and it's not, like I said, it's a self-discipline. If you take the chance and you take the choice because it is a choice of yours too fast, you will feel so much better about your life. You would feel so much better about your relationship with God. Honestly, it helped me get my relationship closer with God because it was certain things that when fasting did come around at my old church, New Life Celebration, we did it in October. I knew that it was certain things that at that time I was like, okay, I want to pray about this, 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 this. And I entitled them and wrote them down and prayed about them. And then sometimes... I realized it was like in the beginning, sometimes I was like, uh, I didn't get that answer. I remember one time I prayed for a house <laughs> at the end of a fast. Yes, I did. Uh, because I, I didn't know exactly what to pray about, but I'm glad I did pray about, you know, what I wanted to pray about. But me learning about it and studying about it later on, it helped me to understand the journey that God had me on. Um, I think I prayed about a house one time. Then I prayed about a car another time. And then and that's, that's, that's not what fasting is about. Like I said, again, it's self-discipline. But it also helps you to, like I tell people, um, to be a highlighter in him. Meaning he highlights everything about you and about things that he wants to hear from you. That he wants you to hear from him. Um... It encourages you to say, okay, I did this. Once it's over, when you do it the first two times, you're like, I can do this. It's a happy feeling. It's a great feeling. You know, I get excited personally when it's time to fast. It's, I'm just weird like that. Most people look like, you getting excited about fasting. And if has, I'm going to tell you, I was like fasting. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm doing that for a while. That was, that was my idea of why would I make the choice to discipline myself to fast for anybody, you know, um, because I was immature. I was immature in the Lord and I was immature mentally and I was immature spiritually. Let's just be real. Um, and I'm totally not there now. But I am I am for fasting. I'll say that. Um, also, I want to just encourage anybody that wants to fast. Try it out, even if you don't do it for the 21 days. 21 days seem like it's long. It's really not, because I know people, you know, in the Bible, they fast for 40 days, 40 nights. We hear it all the time. Um, 
And just like uh, Jesus went away, Moses went away, other people went away in the Bible to hear from God. That's basically what we should do. You know, if you have a relationship with God and it's not for people that if people listen to this and they want to understand more, there are many scriptures that I can entitle at the end of this um, that will help you with it. Um, if you know people that do it, like I said, um, there are worldly fasting. And what I mean by worldly fasting is they fast for health reasons. Um, a lot of times we hear about the word fast when we go to the doctor and they say, you got to try to fast for 24 hours because we need your body to be empty when we do the mad, whatever test they got to do, whatever to magnify in the inside. Fasting just helps better with that. Um, a lot of times people fast when they're going on a diet or whatever. And then we know about the intermittent fasting. That's been a big thing within the last like 10 years. Um, when you fast from a certain time to a certain time. And to me, they all work. Okay? They all work in different concepts. But to me, spiritual fasting is more than just health. Um, because you're not doing it for health, honestly. You're not doing it to lose weight. You're doing it to pretty much what I said at the beginning. To hear from God on your next level. On your next elevation. On what you want him to do in your life. And there may be things that you don't even know that maybe he's holding for you. Maybe he wants you to understand and know about him. And when you fast, it's like, okay, God, maybe he wants you to look at somebody differently than what you look at them as in the world. He wants you to look at them like he looks at them. Um, maybe it's a new journey you want to take or a business venture you want to do. Or... You want to be better at something. You want to be a better mother. You want to be a better father. Fasting, honestly, when you do it with God, will help you do those things because you are getting to your word, whatever scriptures you're going to use, whatever Bible basis you're going to use, and you're going to find that it will help you in each and every avenue, I'm telling you. Um, when I first started doing it, like I said, in the beginning, I was very immature about it. I just go write down something on the piece of paper and then you be, he gonna make it come true. <laughs> and then I'm not gonna eat. And then the eating was like, you know, in the beginning, you know, you start cheating. And then you like, okay, I ain't gonna do this. But then I'm gonna do this. Then I ain't gonna do this, but I'll do this. Do whatever feels comfortable for you, but don't cheat on it. Because all you're doing is cheating yourself on a fast. Do what you feel and I say I take back comfortability because fasting is not comfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Um, I say do whatever is in your health parameters. Now, if you know you can do a full fast, just go on and do it. Don't waste the time and just try to cheat. If you just start enough and you're a beginner, do it, you know, start looking up beginner stuff. But I'm telling you, as you get older and you get wiser or whatever you could be young or you could be old first time doing fast it doesn't matter i'm telling you whatever phase you are at whatever spiritual level you are at it will help you to be better who you are in christ and that doesn't mean that you you know you're not going to make mistakes out of the fast that don't mean you're going to make mistakes in the past that don't mean that you're not going to 
still be your old self in a fast but it's a purpose for whatever you are fasting for and have a purpose um that's why i went back to the journaling because what i do when i am fasting i journal on what before the fast starts like last night i journaled and i journal about what i want to hear from him from what i also wrote down what challenges i have and then i also wrote down um what my goal is at the end of the fast and um god at this point if you want this to happen because i think sometimes when we do stuff we don't want to do stuff just because a church tell us to do it a pastor tell us to do it we want to do it because we also have the heart to do it because we got a relationship with christ and that we know that at the end it will be a better result than us just giving up and giving out now if you fast and you and you do the 21 day and then after 15 you be like i can't do this no more it's up to you that's your mindset that's your body i don't think god's gonna get mad and be like god i can't do it no more you know i gave what i can't give if you're a beginner we're talking about beginners i'm talking about if you're a beginner and you be like okay i'm gonna do the 21 day and then you end up doing 10 or 15 i don't think god is gonna get mad and be like oh you should have did the 21 day you're not gonna get blessed that's not how god works <laughs> just perfectly to be honest it doesn't um you just having the initiative and the strength and the endurance to do what you have to do. That's all the credit that I feel like you need. I think that's how life works. If you're doing a business adventure, you at work, you're doing anything that you want to do. You have goals to set every day. We all should have goals to set every day. I have like literally 10 personal goals that I have to set literally every day. Um, So pretty much what i'm saying is you got goals that you want to set you have things you want to do you have short-term goals you have long-term goals we know this is the beginning of the year we all wrote our vision boards out or we wrote down our goal thing and it's january 2022 and after being through a pandemic and two years ago you're not where you was two years ago things are getting harder things are getting easier it doesn't matter where you at the endurance of doing something that you know that you have to be disciplined in, that's the enjoyment that I get out of it. So, um, I'm going to end this podcast here. But you guys can reach, contact me at com. You also can reach or contact me on the breakout coach underscore Reba Arve. That's on Instagram. And like I said, if you get listen to this podcast today or whenever you listen to it it's 22 percent off the books i am a coach um so i have a coaching program that i teach for 10 weeks and if you sign up for that or you want to refer somebody yet you also get the discount there um it's called the discount is podcast one two um if it's not on there after the day or when you listen to the podcast i'll make sure it is on there just reach out to me email me reach out um because i have to get my assistant to put it on there and again um if you're gonna fast do it for you do it for the spiritual reasons that you want to do it not because somebody else is telling you to do it and i like to encourage and inspire and motivate you guys to join me on this fast and if you can't join me on this fast then that's fine 
But um, I hope this helped you today. And I hope to see you in the next episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening in on today's show. You can find me online at RebaBell.com to order any of my products or my books. Or you can find me at Instagram at BreakthroughCoach underscore FreeBuffArve. Thank you again and see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Reba Bell. On the Breakthrough Podcast, it's where I talk about my personal experiences and I help others have breakthrough to tell their stories and help someone else. With that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode, guys. Um, we're going to start here. We're on episode two. I really like recording podcasts. Um, it gets it. You could get a lot out that you want to say, and it doesn't have to be so technological where it's words and everything. So I enjoy recording this. Um, certain things have to be pre-recorded for, um, you know, show purposes, but we'll get into that later. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Of course, let's get right into the episode. I am your host, Reba Bell, and this is the Breakthrough Podcast. I am Breakthrough Coach. That's where you can find me on Instagram, Breakthrough Coach underscore Reba Arve. And don't forget, by listening to today's episode, if you want to purchase A Blessing in Disguise, my first book, Or if you want to purchase the second book from Ashes to Beauty by listening to today's episode, you get that 22% off code podcast 22. Now let's get into today's show. Um, Pretty much what today's show is, is a continuation of last week when we talked about fasting and we were, I'm just going to pretty much wrap up what my week was about and then we go from there. Um, last week was a hard week for me, not because just because of the fasting, it's some personal things that I will let you guys know later. I'm going through, I just have to have hear from God on when He wants me to release it. Um, and it just like why I am fasting and I'm doing my devotion and I'm praying every morning because during the fast right now, I'm doing three devotions. Um, and I do it on my Bible app. I do the three devotions because it's three different things right now, personally, that I need to hear from God. Um, healing is one. Also, I'm doing a fasting. Um, I'm also doing a fasting devotion. And that's the one I'm doing with my church. And then Transformation Church or Transformation Nation by Michael Todd. They're doing a 21-day fast also. So I'm following their devotion to that they're doing. And it's so funny because they actually come in from the same book we are coming from. Don't forget that while I'm talking about this, the word for the year is elevation. And I explained that in the last podcast and I explained it on the intro last time. Um, so when you get the email, just remember the word of the year is elevation. And it's a purpose of me saying this. 
but back to what i was saying during this time of this fasting and of course you know this is the second episode of the podcast i am trying to hear and not when i say try that means that i'm diligently hearing from god on things god want me to do on my next level in my life business personal professional whatever you want to call it and i am at a place where i am kind of blocking a lot of things out now i never did this before doing a a, uh, a fast because i never knew the necessary i never seen the necessary to do it just put it like that um i'm blocking a lot of opinions out friends and family out social media out and I'm really just digging deep and focusing on what God wants me to do. And sometimes when we go into a next level as elevation or wherever God has us to go, we tend to, and I, I say myself, to listen to outsiders. We listen to other people. We listen to the negative Nancys or we listen to someone that wants the best for us, but they might not know what's the best for us. So they're going off of their opinion. And sometimes it be good and sometimes it be bad because I'm just not talking about bad advice. I'm talking about good advice too, where I think is good, but God may be taking you somewhere else and having a, uh, another blessing around the corner. So right now, personally, what am I, I'm doing, I'm still journaling, of course, guys. So um, if you're doing this fast or if you're doing it with me or if you're doing a fast period in the future, journaling helps a lot to know where you at and talk about where you at and where you've been um also in doing this time of my fast i am personally taking the time out to be quiet because i've never been quiet like i usually go in my room now and i put on my google and i'll put on some music or even if i don't put on music I will just lay in the bed in the dark and it could be like six, seven o'clock at night. It could be early in the morning. Once I'm done with my devotion and my prayer, I just lay there. Um, and it's just certain things I just want God to hear. Now I'm going to talk about me. When I get up in the mornings, my mind is so wired that it's like i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this anybody that know me all my personal friends and family if you're listening knows freeva even my husband he knows that i am in like in this robot mode when i get up in the mornings and so when i get up in the mornings it's like don't talk to me because not because i haven't had coffee but it could be a reason to let's go uh it's also because my mind is so focused on what i have to do what i need to hear from god and sometimes i didn't even like my kids and my family waking up before i got my devotion my prayer and my um read my bible out because it's like it throws me off because i go in straight into mother mode i go straight into wife mode i go straight into what i have to do for the house before they got to get off for the day so it gets it got to the point where i need to just focus on what god wants me to do and i said this years ago when i first recommitted my life to christ it was more about i needed to stop doing things that wasn't god-centered and that wasn't for me and that was 
you may not i say you may think what you're doing even if you're taking a vacation even if you're going to the store if you running errands and like i said in the beginning at the beginning of the day writing down everything you have to do but what i had to discipline myself on doing is start writing down what i knew i had to do but listen to god and understand that maybe that's what god don't want me to do so i prayed about it if, if anything on this list it's not what you want me to do or if it's a certain time frame you want me to stop it or if you want me to do something else guide me towards that and so when i made i'm making the discipline and i made the discipline years ago to not do anything without asking god first sometimes i slip up i am going through that now um it made it so much easier to know about my day it made it so much easier to my day was actually more peaceful i put it like that I know when I'm haywired and it's da 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 I am not in a place where I'm listening to God. I'm listening to Reba. And so many times we get distracted with life, with family, with friends, things we want to do, and we kind of eliminate him. Well, like I said, I'm getting to the point of discipline. Also, doing this fast, um, I say it wasn't a good week for me because... I kept waking up empty, but I I feel like God is going to tell me why. And I was talking to my mom about it, and I'm like, a couple of days I woke up empty. And I don't know if anybody knew what that felt like, like empty to the point of fact, like, what is my purpose, God? Um, I know what the purpose is of my podcast. I know what the purpose is of my coaching business. I know what the purpose is of me writing my books and the, the next books I'm writing, but... What is my purpose at this moment? Waking up my eye, open my eyes, and you waking me up because you're waking us up for a purpose. Anyway, every day we all have a purpose. Um, and on this podcast, I would just guide you to understand and find out what your purpose is in Him because you cannot get through life not knowing your purpose because you'll be Hayward. You know, um, you will be lonely you will be sad depressed you will be confused angry because you don't have a purpose for your life you're just going that's just like us going to work and going to jobs every day we don't have a purpose we just like i'm just doing it to make some money or bills may be low so i'm doing it because god knew i need money sometimes god wants us to put our purpose in him to know that he has the destination and the final destination for our lives. He wants us to find the confidence that even though you got $2 in a bank account, maybe you need to be at home working on your purpose instead of trying to go to work or the extra time after you get off that eight hours or whatever you're doing to come home the rest of that time and discipline the word again yourself into getting into god's purpose for your life now that's easier said than done for most people because we don't even know what our own purpose is but what i found out what it was easier for me and when i started getting mentors and i started getting coaches that poured into me what was easier for me how to find my purpose was to 
what are you good at what do people come to you for i even text um i'm sure some of my friends is going to be listening to this i even text when i first started this so a couple of months back again if i was to write about anything or if i was to teach about anything what you think i would be good at that actually helps a lot because you start thinking first you you start thinking okay it's it's like i had nervousness and about and texting my friends and family about what they really thought because it's like uh well they say something that i don't like but it's not that's not the purpose of it the purpose of it first you're finding out what people look at you as are you a teacher i'm gonna tell you some of the stuff that my husband my best friend couple girlfriends they all came to the same conclusion i was good at teaching people motivating people uh of course at the time at that time i had the first book out and a blessing in disguise is about how to overcome from domestic violence so of course they talked about that they also talked uh i was surprised about um most people talked about how confident i am to get on camera and go on live uh another person talked about how i'm disciplined in finances everybody that know me yes i am i will budget to the t um to the point of fact that kind of i'm still working on god with working god is working on me with that part on yeah you have a budget but at the same time just don't be cheap um but i am but we'll talk about that another time um and another thing it was finances domestic violence how to teach motivation um how to uh it was so funny um uh, it was another one that I can't mention right now, but um, so those was the things that I got out of that. And so, of course, you hear they always different, but they always kind of similar too. It's a couple of things, other things people said, but I can't remember. Um, my purpose in asking them that was to see where what they feel like I was good at. Okay, first technically, then go to the Lord. Secondly and try to ask god mean meaning okay i have a plan i have i see i have this and you write it down and you write down what you what you think you're good at then ask god to align whatever his purpose and his will is because that's great that you're good at something that don't mean it's a passion that, that don't mean it's your purpose that don't mean that you're supposed to do it as a business it doesn't mean that you have to do it for life it doesn't mean you have to do it for career what it means is that even though all the people friends and family gave you all these examples of what they think you would be good at teaching it means that you go to the lord and say okay god what is my purpose for you what do you want out of all these things or is it something on that list that you want me to hear from you and nine times out of ten what i found out you already gonna be on the right track of your purpose already it's gonna be something that you've done from childhood to the the age that you are now and i'll give of course this podcast is about me talking about my personal experiences so i can give my personal experiences since i was a child i've always had friends family members always coming to me asking me for advice or what do you think about this i was always the one technically that people called when they needed help um 
or needed advice about something they was going through. Need I still and it's still happening to this day. Relationship advice. Um uh what you think about it's just advice. And I've always been the one to motivate people because Reba is the kind of person that yes, we all go through stuff and I think this my family personally, they like we know not to call Reba with negative stuff because yeah, they could call me with negative stuff, but I am kind of a solution based person. What are we going to do to figure out the solution for it? Okay, I'll let you cry one or two days about this solution. But if you're just going to keep calling just to vent and you don't want to hear a solution, I might not be the person for you. So, with that being said, I found out that I've always been a person since I was younger that always had a solution or tried to find solutions for friends and family they always found confidence in calling me to ask me for advice and that's a great thing when somebody can do that you take it lightly or whatever in the past i did take it lightly because i was just like honestly i felt like who can i call if i'm everybody calling me some of these people i could not call to be like because i didn't look at them as you know that not no, nothing against anybody but it was just like okay i don't i can't call anybody so it's kind of like the strong person getting linked on all the time but the, the strong person get, don't have anybody to call and i think that we all go through that at one point in time in our lives where we are the person that everybody leans on but people don't see that we're weak too in our moments we have weak moments i have weak moments all the time i'm actually personally going through something right now that i am letting god fill me up and like i said i'm going through what god needs i need to hear from god and i'm going through how god could turn it around for my good whether i like it or not whether the result is what i want or not he's always going to turn it around for my good that's the that's the blessing in him and also when you're talking about your purpose it's like it doesn't have to be so deep you know it don't have to be so deep it don't have to be spiritual um technically i would like it to be or if i was to say me personally i didn't want to do anything once god get ready to take me home wherever my assignment is on this earth to not do whatever his will is for me so with everything that i've been through my experiences and that's why i talk about the two experiences and the experiences that i have in the first book and then the second book i personally go into depth with the second book on my childhood experiences to my adulthood experiences because i feel like that god has a purpose for everything that we go through and that i wouldn't be here right now talking to you you would not be listening to this great podcast and i would not be trying to help people and my clients that are coach on having breakthroughs for their own life if i didn't have the experiences i had with what my purpose is so if you got anything i said pretty much what i said long story short you have a purpose for your life whether you know it or not you just have to go back and dig on what you're good at what you what god wants you to do and like have the two match up and not do it just because it's a passion 
because I love what I do. I love helping people overcome their challenges. I love helping people tell their own stories with transparency because that's the only thing that I can say that I'm doing on this podcast and I'm doing in my books and I'm doing in my coaching program is that it's transparency. I can only talk about what I went through, what Reba is going through, what Reba will experience in order for you to understand where you could come out on the other side. That doesn't mean that I don't go through things. That doesn't mean that I have arrived. That doesn't mean that I am perfect. I still have old river moments. It is what it is. But me, I know the God that I serve. I know that he's a forgiving God. And I know that he's making me better to increase my faith in him. To know that I don't have to go back to who I was. Nobody or no one will take me back to who I was. And if you knew I was... I say four years ago and above, you would not want want to know me. Well, for the people that know my personal experiences. Um, But even today, every day, the closer I get with Christ and my relationship with him, I get better. The closer that I get to hear from him more, the more that I know that he loves me and that whatever happens is in his will. So I want to encourage you today that see this podcast went somewhere else. Didn't even have this idea. But like I said, we're still in the second week of fasting. I don't know if I'm, talk- I'm going to talk about fasting next week. I might. I might. Not. Um, but I only could talk about my personal experiences and my transparency. And I could only have this breakthrough or help you have a breakthrough in your own personal life. And we're talking about purpose today on this podcast it just went there so uh the holy spirit is great because i just i was talking about fasting and it went into purpose see how god's works but my journey is different than everybody else's your journey is different than anybody else's but we all could come to a one accord when you know christ and you are his that your journey does have a purpose Everything that you do on a on a daily basis have a purpose. Whether you think you chose it or not, it has a purpose. So thank you for listening to the second episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. I'm so excited that you will join me. And please don't forget, if you're listening to this, you get the 22% off. Use code PODCAST22. And I will see you guys next week. Welcome back to another episode of the Breakthrough Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Reba Bell. Of course, we want to just talk about what today's episode is about, but I also want to remind you guys that is a code for you purchasing the products. It is Podcast 22. So if you're listening to this at the end or the beginning or in the middle, my podcast is not that long, you can go purchase my products which is my new book uh my uh, first book and you also can purchase the coaching program um and if you use that podcast discount code it's podcast 22 you get 22 percent off all my products now let's just jump into the next episode today's episode is pretty much i'm still in the fasting realm and we're still talking about 
our word of the year, which is elevation. But uh, what I want to talk about personally is how your journey has a purpose. Now, when we talk about journey and we're talking about purpose, we all know that we all have to go through certain things. And yeah, that's great. And God to get us through everything, but it's deeper than that. I wanted to talk about personally every time I talk about what I learned through my week. And because right now it's great that it's the new year and I started my new year off with most people don't know if they didn't listen to the first two episodes, I am fasting. If you want to go back and listen to what fasting is, if you don't know what fasting is, go back and listen. If you know, then just jump right in and we'll just start from here. Um, what I am, what I am discovering while I'm fasting, it's more about myself. Of course, everybody knows that, but more about the people that I surround myself with and things that I am personally going through that I'm trying to, I'll say, see a different point of view. And I am what God is, um, I was technically say what God is making me realize is that I need to hear his voice first before I make a decision. Now that is easier said than done. Like I tell you guys in anything, but once you get a closer relationship with him, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. I don't know um, if anybody knows about the Holy Spirit, but that's when the Holy Spirit comes in and he talks to you and it's pretty much like your self-conscious saying to you, okay, you shouldn't say that, you shouldn't do that, things like that. While I'm fasting, my Holy Spirit has been tapping into certain things um, that I want to change about my life. I even went, if anybody know me, um, I even went to so far as telling my son some things that I'm trying to change so he can hold me accountable. Now, my son is only 14 at this time, but he understands that his mom is trying to show him that just because you change doesn't mean that it's something wrong, but evolving while you're changing and basically being a better person and being a better woman of God. I want to give the example to both my kids. My daughter is four. Um, of what to do when you are having hard times. Now, right now I'm going through a journey and I'm going through a journey of what God is trying to separate me from and separate me to bring me to another level. Of course, it's elevation, but it's also, he's basically, after writing both of my books, the first book is about domestic violence and my journey through domestic violence. My second book is my journey of my birth to now on things that I've learned, relationships that I had, men and women, um, people that God placed in my life and how they impacted my life. Pretty much that's what the second book is about, but it's pretty much a journey. So like I said, this podcast and this episode is talking about your journey has a purpose. And when I talk about journey, I'm talking about anything that you do every day. We all on the journey until God take us home. So while you're doing anything you need to do every day, you have a purpose in your life. People you meet, places you go, things you do all have a purpose. So when you start really having a self-conscious, the Holy Spirit, 
you stop doing certain things that you thought you would do before or your self-conscious clicks in and say, I don't want to do that anymore or I don't want to be that person anymore. And so as you experiencing God and you're taking this journey with him, you make intentional decisions about certain things you say, certain things you do, how you act, how people respond, how you respond. And you start making intentional decisions about things that you want to happen. Um, I was talking to my best friend earlier and he knows that, you know, he knows me in and out. So certain times I will say certain negative things that, you know, may come across as me talking, but he's like, no, you got to speak those you got to speak positive. That's not going to happen. You're going to speak. And that makes so much sense because I known that. But intentional speaking positivity changes your mindset. It changes your life. Right now in this journey that I'm taking, I realize that my happiness doesn't involve around anyone else but myself. I've been realizing that, but it's making me intentional about waking up every morning saying, yes, I have the same problems as you guys. I have the same issues and problems, but God has taken to another level where I don't have to focus on those problems. I can give it to him. Everybody knows that knows me. Um, I do a devotion every morning and sometimes I do three devotions depending on what it is. And doing this fast, I've been actually doing three devotions, one for my mental health, one for my spiritual health, and also one for my physical health. And that's pretty much where I'm at right now because I want to get myself all together, total body. And that doesn't mean that one is that they are going to be aligned up. One is going to be worse than the other. And right now, mine is my big thing is my language. My language, how I talk, how I speak, what I say, what I put on others, what I portray. Because, of course, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast or I couldn't enlighten and help other people with their lives and coach uh, the people that I coach if I didn't change my language. And so every day we have to make intentional decisions to change the way we speak, the way we think, the way we hear, the way even the people that evolve that's evolved around us. I talked about last week um asking your friends about your purpose on my last uh episode. And I don't know who went and did it, but doing that intentionally you will really find out not just your purpose, but you will also find out who your really your friends are. Do they know you? It's also an exercise for you to uh, pick new surroundings, um, evaluate your circle, you know. And I always feel like if you got too many friends and too many people, I have, you know, a lot of people that absorb to me. I do. But I have picky chooses that I, I I'm very picky but put it like that I choose very picky picky on who I want to necessarily be involved in my life and I started doing that literally um within the last 10 years and it's a lot of best friends that fell off within the last pandemic um that I don't talk to anymore um uh, and I'm talking about best friends I was with 10, 15 years since high school that fell off and it's fine at the time it hurt. But I realized that God couldn't take me to the next level and be who I am today talking to you on this podcast. If I still had 
those type of relationships because sometimes your relationships are hindrance and blocks. If you're not in a relationship, whether it's a a relationship with a man, a woman, or it's a relationship with a best friend or a female, another female, and I'm in a relationship, you know, so if it's not in a relationship where you're elevating and you guys are growing together and you guys are encouraging each other and they know, okay, even if there's something that you say you want to do, there should be some encouragement or there should be some, okay, if you want to do that, friend, let's see what, how can we help? And when I talk about my best friend, my best friend is so special to me because he technically finds a way anytime to try to help me to do anything I want to do. Even if it's out of the box, blue and be like, okay, okay. She want to do it. We're going to do it. And whatever I got to do to help, you need to evaluate the friendships that you have like that, because sometimes it be your own friends that hinder you from going to the next level. And God is your own friends that hinder you to go to the next level in your job, your career, whatever you're trying to do. And you shouldn't do that. You can't even family member. And that's a personal one for me personally. Um, I say personally because I've dealt with things in the past where my family have thought I supposed to have been in some career or some business and some this and, and it's like, but that's not what I want to do for my life. And it's not that they don't have good intentions for me, but everybody can't direct your life like God. As long as you give what you want to do to God, God direct if it's the right thing. And sometimes he would direct you and say, hmm. That's not going to work out, but you can try it. I'm going to let you do it because we have free will. God gives us free will. But back to my point of your journey, having a perp- your, your journey, having a purpose, everything that you do, even with jobs, careers, your friends, your family, they all have a purpose. Perfect example. I had a cleaning business. We moved to Wisconsin um, three years ago. It's going on four. And at the end of this year, and I had a cleaning business, a very successful cleaning business, I might say. Now, I start, if most people don't know, I started my cleaning business technically when I was 16. I went into business for myself. I had someone at the church make business cards. And at my old church, uh, my childhood church, I talk about that in my, my second book, My Childhood Church. I had someone make business, these little paper business cards. And then she, um, and I just passed them out to the church people. And I, the church people were my my uh, clients at that time. And I was cleaning and going to school and cleaning on weekends. And, you know, and then as life progressed, I went to culinary school. And then, because uh, I love cooking, if most people don't know, I love cooking. It's one of my gifts. But um, I went to culinary school. Then I later on and graduated, went to business school, got two degrees. Um, and then I got a double major. I did a double major, make a long story short, in business administration and then nonprofit. Um, and then while I was in college, when I was in um, business school or whatever, Trinity International University, I ended up 
stopping the, I got fired from a job at a hospital, a rush hospital. And it was the, I got, I was traveling an hour and a half, almost hour and a half every morning there, leaving my son at that time. I was dating my husband with him. He's taking him to school, being, have to be at work at five in the morning and then traveling all the way back. Well, once I got fired and I got fired for something that was petty at that time was the doctors saying I didn't put the cereal in the doctor's office, whatever. Um, as I'm sitting there and I'm at home and I said, I would never do this again. And I literally said that to myself. And I said, if it's not me technically working for myself and making my own source of money, I can't get fired unless I fire myself. And that day I made a decision that, and that was 10 years ago, it has to be. Um, that I would never work for somebody else again because I wanted to make my own choice. Now, mind you, I was like, what am, What can I do? What am I good at? Even at then, I was thinking that. And I'm in college. I'm in college. I still have rent <laughs> and everything. And I'm, I'm living on my own with my son. And I'm just like, I got to do something. What am I good at? Okay, I'm good at cooking. But then... When I started thinking about the cooking and the culinary and everything, it just was like, okay, that takes a little bit more time than I want or whatever and trying to build it up and everything and buy the groceries and everything. So I had to evaluate, okay, now what else am I good at? I'm good at cleaning. And honestly, it brought me back to when I was 16. <laughs> and I was just like, I can start a cleaning business again. And I went I immediately talked to my in-laws at that time, told them I started a cleaning business. They was all on board. Um, we, I went and made business cards. I ended up getting shirts made. Make a long story short, I did everything just off the back. It was just necessary that I wanted to do what I knew that I was good at and that people needed. And once I did it, I went to college and I had clients from college, uh, my, 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 uh, classmates, they was my, some of them was my clients. I had clients from the church. Then I had, then it was one, uh, I would never forget Ted Williams. It was him from the church. He said, Oh, my family, they all hire cleaning people. I need to hire you. And I was like, okay. He said, if you get in good with my grandmother, the whole family going to hire you. So I'm sitting there like, okay, like, mind you, I'm thinking the whole family going to hire me. Yeah, right. But okay, I know I'm good at cleaning. I do deep cleaning. I am specialized in that and I know what I'm doing. I went on top of having all the other clients I had. I went and it's pretty much like I interviewed with her. I cleaned their house. And I had that time I had a uh, assistant with me because everything started becoming busy and so I had a assistant named Zipporah with me. I grew up in high school with her. And we cleaned that woman's house. And she was like, so. And so I'm just like, oh, okay. So she was like, and sent me every, text me every, <laughs> every person in their family for their cleaning business. And it excelled that quickly. It got to the point where 
I had so many clients that I couldn't handle them all. I was booking and I was making a lot of money and I couldn't handle them all. And then, you know, my husband at the time started helping me and then I had my assistant. Then I had to hire another assistant because she had to leave and then I had another It was just, it was so much. It was so much before I could even process like how many clients I had. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I was double booking clients and had to uh, remember dates. And I had my I had my planner and I had my phone, but it was so many that I couldn't even keep up. That some I had to put some on a month ahead of time. Gratefully, I had ended up managing it. Okay. Um but when we had to make the transition to move to Wisconsin, I had to pretty much give up my cleaning business because a lot of people was like, oh, you're just going to do the cleaning business. At first, I was doing it, still traveling from Wisconsin to Chicago and back and forth, but it wasn't coming out to the money, wasn't adding up. And then it was tiresome, all that driving. I'm tired driving there. Then I'm tired driving back, gone all day. It wasn't worth it. And then it got to a point, okay, hire someone else. So I hired my best friend and then she started doing it with me. And then she has her thing she needed to do in her life. So it was like the need was there for her to have the income, but it was, she still needed to, you know, do what she wanted to do with her career and her business and her life at that time. It was too much. It just became way too much that I was just like, forget it. What, what happened was COVID hit. And that gave me my exit out. It was like, oh, there you go. I'm not cleaning anymore. And it wasn't that, okay, I just abruptly stopped. I just sent all my clients emails. I can't do it anymore. Um, I had clients telling me they'll pay me double just for to come back to Chicago. They knew I, they knew I lived in Wisconsin. To come back to clean their house. I was going all the way to Moni, Illinois. If anybody know how far that is in Illinois from Wisconsin. Um, and make a long story short, it was just it was just too much. And that's when I realized my purpose in my stage at that time was ending. And I had to do something new. Um, and what I'm telling you is that even though you may not see where your journey is heading or where it's going. Certain things come back to your memory and certain things God will use to say, okay, like I did with the cleaning business and I did it and I did it for, um, I had the cleaning business a good seven years before I ended up completely cutting it off. Um, and I just felt like that was not the next phase I wanted to do anymore. Now I have no problem with starting a cleaning business, but it wouldn't be me again. It would be me hiring people, me teaching people how to clean, not me physically going in and doing the cleaning myself. Uh, maybe me having a business and I'm just doing it with, you know, like I said, me being the boss. But technically right now, at the time of my life, I'm getting older. I, I don't, I, I need to hire a cleaning person for my own house. Let's say that. Um, but my purpose of saying that is I never knew where God was going to take me next. So from there, I end up getting a job working for someone again. When we moved out here, getting a job working for a grocery store. And what did I go back to? The cooking, the culinary. I worked in a deli, the food experience. So 
if you see what I'm talking about, everything has a pattern and everything has a lesson. And so I had to go back. I went to back. I had to go back to work temporary, temporarily to have income. But honestly, working at that deli and working at the grocery store and um, doing the food, the relationships I had built, um, I still have a great relationship with a girlfriend I really call one of my best girls. We just was the, we called ourselves the dream team. But that's another story for another time. Um, when we worked together, it was just like our work was just immaculate, it's exquisite. We just had this uh, thing about ourselves and we just loved each other. So I relate, we still, Brandy is still my girlfriend to this day. And I don't work at the grocery store anymore. But during the process of me working at the grocery store and the pandemic hit and I'm doing I'm working during the pandemic and it's like, oh my God, we we getting snapped on by customers and food is a shortage and everything is a shortage and everybody in their feelings. I had realized at that time that this is the time and the purpose God is telling me to write my first book. So the funny thing is. The second book I just released in December of last year is the first book I wrote. I took the time every day coming home and got on my computer and wrote a chapter every day until my book, I ended writing my book the end of December 2020. I didn't release it until 2021 because God had another plan. What ended up happening with the first book, I was watching a lady for three years named Jasmine Womack, and she is the book writing coach. And I end up signing up for her program in January. And it was the best decision I could have made in my life because it opened so many doors. And in the program where I'm writing a book, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, I got a book wrote. I, I'm going to use my book. But she made us really realize and focus that if our book, our first book, both books are help books. But this first book was a self-help book for my personal journey of domestic violence. And when she told me after the interview and I did the whole interview and it was just like little points and little words. I didn't say nothing about the domestic violence, but one little thing. And she said, that's what you should talk about. That's what your book should be about. So that's honestly how the first book came out about and so I went through the program to write the first book and that kind of put the second book that and and then many more books that's coming now but now I technically know how to write a book my thing about that is go back to what I said your purpose having <laughs> your journey having a purpose pretty much I would never thought that going to a grocery store would open up the relationship that I had with the people. Even everybody at the grocery store bought the first book that I wrote. And, you know, God's speaking to me, saying it's time. And I'm here with you going on almost two years later with two books, a coaching program, and now I'm on a podcast. And... I'm so excited and so happy because, like I said, doing Jasmine Womack's program, it wasn't just about writing a book. What she taught us about is our personal lives being affected. And if you're trying to get to the next stage, you can't do anything, number one, without God. 
But also she told us that as you writing and in my writing, certain things came about in the first book and in the second book. Um, I realized certain things about myself. I realized certain things about my past. The first book I wrote by myself, um, the one that's about my history and my journey and my, my per- the one that's out now, um, which is From Ashes to Beauty. That one, that one was a hard one, more hard to write for me than the first one about domestic violence from ble- A Blessing in Disguise because I had to dig deep on the chapters and when I talked about the domestic violence that I experienced with my son's father when I talked about uh certain things came back to my memory it was like wow that's why you're still mad or that's why you're still angry or that I and it was certain chapters that I just cried while I was writing it it was one chapter I just my son's father chapter I had to put it down and I remember my husband coming home one day saying, you finished that chapter? I was like, I did not. And I didn't pick it up for a whole week because I had to deal with that pain of writing that chapter and addressing. It was like therapy for me. Um, we're going to talk about therapy in another episode, but I am in therapy right now. Currently, I'm in therapy. Um, I, I signed up for therapy back in, I think, March or May, one of the M's, but whatever. And that's been the best thing for me in my life. My son is also in therapy. And it's because we have some transitions going on. And anytime you're going through a new transition, kids need therapy too. We just don't realize it. Even when they just came and been out of school almost two years for a pandemic, you know, they need therapy too, trying to reposition themselves. So what I'm saying is, about your journey, having a purpose, you just never know where God's going to place you if you don't listen to him and you don't do what you have to do personally in your own personal life. Because you, you, I could say this was the best decision I ever made. And it wasn't for financial reasons why I did this. It was exactly for what I'm doing it for now. To help people have breakthroughs for their life to come to a better understanding of where God has taken them and is going to place them. That's what my second book is really about. Um, God's turning my pain into my purpose. And so as you listen to this podcast and you're thinking about your life and you're thinking about everything that you've done, what you did, what you're good at, how God took you certain places, what jobs you had, what careers you had, what paths you're going down, even if you don't have a certain um, position right now, but what you want to do, what your heart desires, it's all going to add up to where you're going to be, whether it's good or bad. Um, Sometimes we don't realize the decisions that we made 10 years ago, it's affecting us now. So what I'm saying on this podcast today I want to make a decision right now, 2022, that in 10 years, that my decision is going to affect my outcome in 10 years. And it's going to be a positive one. And so I'm selling to you to make sure you're making the right decisions, having the Holy Spirit talk to you 
and you intentionally know what you want out of your life and start changing it step by step, day by day. This is not easy. I'm just letting you know, but it's worth it. I wouldn't change anything about the negatives about my past with either one of my books and the stories that I tell because I wouldn't be here personally to talk to you today about your journey, having a purpose. And this next year, we're going into elevation. So let's do this together, guys. And thank you for joining, listening to the Breakthrough Podcast. And I'll see you guys next week. Hey, 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 guys. This is the Breakthrough Coach, Reba Bell. And I'm here back for another episode. This is episode four of the Breakthrough Podcast. Thank you for joining me today, but we're going to get right into today's topic. As you know, we already said, I repeat every episode, the word of the year is elevation. We're still standing on that, sticking with that. We're going to another level and another height with God. Now, basically what I want to talk about today is the last day of January 2022. That went kind of um i want to talk about how the fast went for me personally and then we'll jump into some other things and uh to i'll talk about too also starting next week you'll see my pretty face on the camera um on the camera because i am hosting and inviting more guests in in the current year so i will be via youtube yay so look out for that um probably have a special announcement about that also um we're gonna have a special guest that's important to my heart next week um cindy and she's my aces matter live like counterpart but she this is her program and she's the founder of aces matter but we'll jump into that again a little later Today's podcast, I want to talk about how the fast went, but then we'll get into how, what the topic is about. Now, the fast ended yesterday, and honestly, this fast was very different for me because like I told you guys last week, it's some personal things that I'm going through that I need to discuss, but I need to reveal later on when I know God is telling me to reveal it. And of course, more books are coming out from things and content and creation of things I'm personally going through. So before I jump into that, don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast, we have a code for all my products, the coaching uh, product, the two books. And if you listen to this podcast, you go on my website, riverbell.com, and the code is podcast 22 and you get 22% off just from listening to this podcast on my products. So the fast itself went very well. Um, This time I noticed that I was a little bit more diligent only because I was kind of used to setting my body up to um, sustain, I'll say, from certain things, food, eating a certain time and it was a little bit more flexible than strict with this fast 
but also um i say the easy part was that but the hard part was remembering what i can't eat or remembering the time i can't eat or remembering um i think your body tells you once you tell your body okay i'm not doing something stuff you crave that you never craved before you start craving and it's like okay uh i don't even think about that i don't even want that on a daily basis but that's part of the fast uh technically when you're going through it you pause the uh pray of course but you also supposed to be in your scripture and reading your bible and during this fast i did like three devotions a day um and then i did did, did three different devotions because i wanted to focus on three different things mom doing this fast personally i've never done that but i wanted to focus on my spiritual awareness where i'm going in my future where god is taking me um and things that I want God to do personally for me. So I had di three different devotions that focused on fasting, but focused on different areas, if you get what I'm saying. Um, what I realized doing this fast to God opened up my eyes to just because you're going through. Um, I'm going to show you what you can have or what the possibility of you're having or what it may feel like if you did have and it felt really good um he made me realize some things about myself some things that I was settling for some things that um I just didn't know that I was just accepting and that goes with relationships that goes with friendships that goes with me being a mom um it made me realize some things about my son um, cause my son, it was like kind of my accountability partner. So he was really on me. If I did said something, mommy, you did it. <laughs> and so it was times I was like, oh, that was irritating. But it was times that I'm glad that he was watching me because it's teaching him a lesson of discipline and it's teaching him on what he has to do when he gets older to discipline himself and have accountability during the fast is very, very, very important. So what this fast did was open up my eyes to what God wanted for me personally. Um, to stop putting limitations on myself. To a lot of times we speak what's happening in front of us. And we see what's happening in front of us. And it, if it's negative, we go with that and be like, well, I wish it could be this. Or, well, I wish it could be that. And it kind of like made me change my language a lot. To, nope, mm-mm. I can have this too. I can have that too. I'm going to have this. Oh God, you're going to pr provide that for me. If it's in your will, I want this. If it's in your will, everything about my prayers. My prayers always been God's will, but doing this fast, it was in depth because it was more, okay, just because you're going through something, it's just like when I was at church yesterday and when the pastor said, you get your, your blessings in the valley. Not on the mountaintop. If he was on the mountaintop the whole time. And he had presented like this heart. And the, the strokes of the heart. And how a heart attack happens. And the analogy of the heart going up and down. in the valleys and the peaks. And, and so it made so much sense. Because um, when you're in the valley. It's like 
that's the time that you have to give God the recognition because if you come out and you give just yourself the credit, God is eliminated. That's when your ego comes in and say, I did this. Well, I don't want to be nowhere where God feels like I felt like I did something. Um, I'm not that big of a person and <laughs> um, I know miracles happen. And personally, when you read my two books, you will see why I say the way I, what I say, because personally in my life, I knew I had, I had no other choice to know that it was God. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for my calling. Um, so like I said, back to what the fast taught me is just to start speaking things out, start seeing things the way I want them to be. And the visions that I was getting at the time. I was getting very happy, like, okay, this can happen for me. Um, we put so many limitations on ourselves, and we just don't know that God does want the best for us. And sometimes what we do want, it's not what God wants for us. We make the choice because one, one time I say in my book that the great thing about God and the bad thing that most people don't realize, God give us free will. We have the free will to choose him. We have the free will to make the choice and the choices of our lives and to give it to him anytime we want to. So I always remember when you, don't, you are in those peaks and those valleys that he is right there, no matter what the circumstance is. So today's topic, I pretty much am going into it now. Speak what you want. Speak your, your future if you want to say that. Um, in the past, because I'll talk about my childhood again, I think I talked about this a little bit last week. I was not raised, uh, to speak a lot of things positively. Um, and it's not that my mom didn't intentionally, it was that she didn't intentionally say, oh, you have to speak that. Maybe when we got older and she got into the Lord and got into church, it was different. But in a, in a, in a different setting growing up uh, in the childhood that I grew up in, it was more, it is what it is. And that's the factor. And um, she used to have this saying that I don't, she didn't, she, 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 I got to reward it. She didn't try to crush dreams. But she likes to give uh, facts. She likes to give the reality of everything. And that's not necessarily bad, but it's not necessarily good either on certain spectrums. Because just because the reality says this right now doesn't mean that it can't change. And I know that she see that now. And I know my mother is in her 60s or whatever. And go Susan Hobbs. But, uh, and she raised six beautiful kids by herself. But necessarily saying the reality is the reality is what it is. Okay, so if you're homeless, perfect example. If you're homeless, the reality is you're homeless. Okay, that's the fact. Yep. But the reality, on the other hand, is you could come out of homelessness. You can get a house. You can be on your own. You can have a job. You you can have finances. You can be financially stable. You can't. So necessarily, I don't think my mom uh, was trying to talk negative. I think she, on the other end, she wanted to give us the reality. Say, if we wanted to get a job that was far away, or if we wanted to do, do something, she'll come and say, well, 
what about this and what about that? She gives us all the obstacles. And obstacles do come in any circumstance. But the thing about the obstacles is sometimes you have to try it with the obstacles standing in front of you. And when you put the limitations right in front of you, you put those walls right in front of you, you put uh, the mindset, having a mindset saying it's not going to happen because of this, then you're stopping your own self. You're not giving it to God. You're not asking God what you want me to do. And then you're not asking God to guide your decision on what you need to do. So when I say talk about childhood, a lot of times as parents, I do it too. Sometimes that's why I now I support my son in anything. Even if it's crazy, support your kids in anything they want to do. Because eventually they'll come back to what you not what you want them to do but the the reality of if you're raising them in the correct way they know you know it's just like a conversation i was having my son with my son yesterday about some friends that he chose and i said i can't tell you who to choose as friends but i can guide you and the character that i'm building in you I didn't build you to pick those people. I built you, I, I, I'm teaching you to be a leader. He's in eighth grade. My son is eighth grade. So I'm teaching you to be a leader, not a follower, um, to pick your friends and not allow other things that other people come in and change your attitude and decipher what you want for your friends, you know. And, you know, when we was talking about the one situation about another friend, he was just, I was, I was driving. We was coming home from church. And he said, I said, looked at him. I said, what's wrong? And he just looked it down. I thought we finished talking. We was talking for like 20 minutes. And then he was like, I'm just sick to my stomach. And I'm like, about what? He's like, just about the situation. But in that show, he was thinking about what I was saying. He was processing everything I was saying about the friend, about the things that the friend did and the reality of the situation. And also, I put limits and boundaries up with this certain friend that mm -mm, they would not be around anymore. You could still be friends with them, but they cannot come around anymore. They can't do the outings that I do with the kids anymore. And I had to do that because of certain things that I seen in character, the character of the friend and everything. And I said, you make the choice if you want to be that person's friend or not. Also, I did tell, also, I did tell my son that going forward, um, when you go into high school, this is going to happen. And... By him getting prepared for high school, he has to make a lot of his decisions himself. Um, this is the time that parents kind of push back. And we push back, meaning we have to let them make the mistakes. Even though we taught them all the way up until this time on what to do and what not to do, we have to let them make the choices and still guide them. We have to watch them and see what they're doing and not be so overbearing. We can't keep them locked up in the cage. We can't um, make them feel like you can't do anything in life. You can't go nowhere in life. This is going to happen to you. So let me stop it. 
we have to, you know, we know how how we were as kids when they was babies. And we're trying to stop them from when they start first start walking and moving the glass table in. And they first start doing something. Oh, we got to be protection. Well, I think, in my personal opinion, when they start going into high school, you have to, like, let them take the reins. And, and doing this last year, especially with everything that me and my family is going through, my son, I've been talking to him because, of course, he's a young black African-American. Um, <clears throat> and I've been talking to him a little bit more about life, his decision, his choices, his future. He's he's basically know what he wants to do, but of course we all know when you get in high school things change. Um for his future. Very intelligent, very wise, um very um manable young man. I get that a lot. He's very manable. Um so he listens. He's always been like that. He listens and he processes. Even though, you know, he's still a teenager. Sometimes he had these little quirks. Well, I'd be like, I'm going to wring his neck. What? <laughs> you know, us parents, we got to allow them to be the teenagers that they're going to be. Regardless if we want to control their decision, their actions or not. So, back to what I was saying earlier with my mom. Um, my mom tried to stop a lot of stuff because of her past and what she went through. She tried to stop a lot of things. And she wanted us to learn from just watching her or hearing her stories or her mistakes that she made as a parent and as a teenager and young adult or whatever. But I had to eventually learn and understand and getting older. We all going to make our different mistakes. My son might not make the mistakes I make. My daughter might not make the mistakes I make. And... Their, their generation is totally different than ours. And it changes every time. And um, in this this year of technology and technology taking over on everything, they have a different point of view of life than what we do. Um, just talk to your kids. If you have kids and you listen to this, you'll find out. <laughs> um the great thing about me and my son's relationship, he comes to me about everything. I don't want to break that bond because that's one thing I do realize that most children and teenagers his age don't. They don't do. They didn't. They not coming to their parents. They like, I'm not asking you for no advice. You don't even know me. But I built something with him a long time ago that he knew, okay, I could trust my mom. I can come to my mom even when I can't come to my dad about stuff. It'd be stuff he tell me. He'd be like, don't tell my father. I'd be like, okay. And then there's other stuff. I'd be like, mm-mm, I'm telling you, daddy. <laughs> he hates it. But um, things like that, when you have kids and you're starting to learn to look at them through your eyes and looking at what God is teaching you, teaching having kids and looking at them is a teaching lesson too. They're a blessing, but it's teaching you something. It's teaching you about growth change um transformation personally because most kids the transformation that you get from the inside and out of kids watching you and doing what you need to do for your life that's what changes you honestly i could say i say this every time to everybody him coming into my life and god placing him in my life at the time he did 
changed me. My son changed me. And so, of course, he's my first. That's my baby. Um, and I know it's like, it's hard to call him, not call him baby, because he's 14. And that boy is six feet. But he's still my baby. I was going to be my baby. But it's hard to not be overprotective of him sometimes because it's like okay that's your first and that's your heart and that's your gym and it's like hold up mm -mm. <laughs> so um my son is so beautiful on the inside and out that i don't want people taking advantage of him because he has a heart he his heart is like i just want to love everybody <laughs> and it's like yes you can love everybody but everybody don't love you and so if they treat you a certain way or act a certain way, you have to learn how to respond in a certain way. Still through love, number one. But you have to know how to put up boundaries. I'm teaching my son about boundaries now because adults, we don't put up boundaries. We don't. We don't put up boundaries in our relationships. We don't put up boundaries in our friendships. It's just like I was telling um, my friend about, I was listening to a podcast uh, social proof podcast and he was talking about SOPs in a business and SOPs is basically a standard of procedures a standard of procedures that you place upon your business that must happen so if you're going into a beauty, a beauty salon is a SOP the standard of procedure is to greet the customer as soon as they come in five seconds after they come in is it to give them water is it to you know make sure they're comfortable is it to get their name and their time is it to so a lot of times we don't put sops in our own relationships and our friendships and our boundaries that's basically what boundaries are this must happen this sop standard of procedure must happen in order for you to get the quality of service that you need or want out of your life and so I was telling my friend, I said, we need to put that in our relationships, you know, friendships and everything. Because if you don't have an SOP, a standard of procedure in your friendship, then what happens when it doesn't happen? Meaning, I want respect. This must happen. We must have weekly date nights. Or as a friendship, are we still friends? Are we redetermining our friendship? Are we... Um, stopping what we need to be doing um, because certain things are happening and evaluate, reevaluating the friendship. Friendships change. Relationships change. People change. So when I say that, I mean when I go back to the stop your limited beliefs, meaning things just don't go one way. In life, in friendships, and relationships, they change. And so when you change, it's called evolving. You evolve and you go through the next step with the person or without the person. A lot of people don't want to hear it. Some of them 25, 15, 10 friendships need to end. And the reason why I say that, and some of them don't, but the reason why I say that, I, I ended in the last two years two great relationships. No, three. That was over 10 years. All three. And I didn't personally end them. But I realized that God had to end them because I wouldn't be here right now talking to you guys. Um, not because they wasn't they was bad people, but I was going to another level that God had to bring me to focus on Him, and certain those certain relationships couldn't be there still. Um, and yeah, it hurt. It did. Um, because it's lonely and it's like, oh my God. If they wouldn't know what I was doing now, and I could talk to them about what I was doing now, but that ain't what God wanted me. 
Um, I don't know if those friendships are going to come back. Eventually they may or they may not. I'm okay now with it. Um, because I don't have a limited belief on just because they are out of my life that they can get replaced. Um, my mindset is that I need to stop thinking so one way in one mouth, one, one mouth manner way to say, okay, this is a friendship I wanted. It ended. I don't want no other friends or I can't have more friends or I can't, you know, do this because, or I can't move because, um, um, my kids, or I can't do this. It's like, that's a limited belief. And so what I want to remind you is when those limited beliefs comes in and you have them, you have to stop them at the door because it stops you from everything that God wants you to have. He wants you to tap into him. He wants you to ask him. He wants you to believe and trust that he will do everything in his will and his power for your good. Remember, God is for our good. So he already know our blessings. It ain't like he's a magic genie. He know what he got for you. And when he doesn't have it for you, he's not going to give it to you. Just that simple. Sometimes we don't think we pray when God say yes, no, or maybe. God say yes or no. It's no maybe. It's no in between with God. Yes or no. It's just like, <clears throat> it's just that if we want to accept the yes and no. Forgive me, guys. My throat is kind of sore today. Don't know why, but I got my teeth. So that's why I'm keep clearing my voice. But again. Stop your limiting beliefs. And the next year, I need you guys, in order for all of us to elevate and go to the next level, we got to stop putting our faith and our trust in God, what God wants for us. And start opening our eyes to say, I want more for my life. And I can have that. Just because my situation is what it is right now doesn't mean it can't change. And that we're going to praise God in the valleys. And we're going to praise him on the mountaintop. And we're going to give him credit for where credit is due. And we're going to move past certain things. And we're going to heal. Um, in the future, I will be talking about a lot more in depth about therapy, healing. Um, remember, next week's podcast is about childhood trauma. We're going to talk to a specialist. She's my personal friend. Um, but we're going to get in depth about some childhood trauma on how adults... <laughs> It's very funny on how adults are still children and inside that they never healed from their past. And so how they use it, how they're bleeding on other people because of what they learned about what they're doing, about what they're going through. Uh, we're going to go in depth about how childhood trauma affects you as an adult and your relationships, your friendships, your marriages. Um, and we're just going to talk about ACEs altogether. It's called ACEs. If you look up, if you look into this podcast, look up the word ACEs and you will find out. There is a score you can take and a test you can take. But next week, we'll get into depth on that. Also, next week, you'll send me on video this pretty face. Yeah. Um, I'm also on another podcast. I will talk about it next week, too. Um, I'll be a guest on someone else's podcast. So I'm excited about that. And I thank you for joining me today. You guys have a blessed day. And remember, this is the Breakthrough Podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Breakthrough Podcast. You guys know I am your host.
Reba Bell, and this is the Breakthrough Podcast. Now, today's topic, as we know, was going to be, it's going to be still love is. Uh, I apologize to people that um, previously knew about my spiritual father coming on. We recorded, but it, we was having some technical difficulties. So today's podcast is going to be audio only from me. Um, and we'll try to jump in. Some probably sometime next week or the week after to try to get a video and continue the conversation we was having because it was a very powerful conversation uh, for my spiritual father and I. But uh, today is just be me and I'm just going to leave you with a snippet. I won't be on here long. Um, leave you with what I feel like love is and say happy Valentine's Day to all the people out there celebrating Valentine's. Um, also, I want to quickly remind you, if you're listening to this audio and any other future podcasts on my platform, if you want to buy my products, the code is podcast 22. So anytime you're listening to my audio or seeing my podcast on YouTube, you can click the like subscribe button. Also, rate us five stars so we can get more viewership, guys. Um, I do this out of the goodness of my heart, but I also do it for the breakthrough of you, the listener listening to this, so we can all transform our lives. Do not forget that the word of the year is elevation. We're going to another height and another level in God. So, remember, Breakthrough Podcast, you get the code podcast 22 for any of my products that i offer and don't forget to subscribe here is the show now today i want to talk about love is that's still the topic since me and my dad we was really into a really good conversation and of course you guys will hear it later um but we're basically talking about what our definition of love was compared to what i definitely what what the definition of love really is and how love changes over the years when you're younger to when you're older and what a lot of times when we're younger we think love is lust and when we talk about lust we're not just talking about lust in the sexual form we're talking about lust in the the non-previous way meaning oh, okay puppy love and, and things like that and what my dad was referring to is what love was. He said, you know, it's a mode of protection because he was talking about how Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, when God told them not to touch that one tree, but he had others, it was a form of protection, a form of love. And when we think about agape love, agape love is pure. It's not eros. It's not emotional. It's not uh, physical. It's not what I've done for you, what you can do for me. It's pretty much pure love, no matter what. And a lot of times, like my dad was trying to say on the podcast that we was recording, um, a lot of times we love people with conditions. And that is not the right way to love because you supposed to love without any conditions. And unconditional love is what it says, unconditioned. Meaning it doesn't matter if you've done something for me. And what you have done for me or didn't do for me, I love you just because I love you because that's the love of Christ and Christ loves us like he loves the church and um, he loves us purely no matter what we do. We, we, the biggest form of love as we all know is him dying on the cross. Um, 
you know, God giving his son to us and he died on the cross. That is love. That's the purest form of love because what other man or woman, you know, would do that, laying your life down for someone else. And he know, knowing that we're going to sin and knowing that we are human beings and who he created us to be, um, but knowing that our, the love that he has for us never changes, it never fails. So with these being saying that, of course, you know, I have to go to the scripture because this is the breakthrough podcast and I am a Christian. Um, but of course, the scripture is most people know Corinthians 13. And of course, it starts with Corinthians 13 and 4. Love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects. There go that word again. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, a lot of times when we think about love, we think about uh, what I was saying to him is that we think about love don't supposed to hurt. <laughs> If God didn't love us, love wouldn't. If God didn't love us, we wouldn't hurt. Um, sometimes what we think love is, we think that because we're in a relationship, a spouse, or a friendship. Because we talk about love in a lot of different ways. And I just don't want people thinking this is just about you having a spouse, you being married. It is about the love that you have genuinely for everyone. And when you see past people's flaws and see who they really are, that's a genuine love. Also, we also talked about love languages. When you love in the right, correct way, you're going to love somebody from their love language and not yours. But most of the time when we're in relationships, whether it's a friendship or a relationship, we love people the way we want to be loved and not the way they need to be loved. That's a difference. Want and need. I say that again. We love people the way we want to be loved and not the way they need to be loved. So when you think about love, you think about, I love this person because like I talked about the dating phase. When you're in a dating phase, you all romantic and you don't want to do anything to hurt that person. And it's like, Oh, I think about them all the time. And when you get together, it's googly eyes and it's, I love this person. When you're in the friendship phase, when you first meet somebody, it's like, oh, that's my girl. Oh, that's my guy. Oh, that's my homie. Oh, that's my best friend. I can see them being my best friend. You go out your way technically to not try to offend them. You go out of your way to not try to have an argument or because you like what this feeling this feeling that I'm feeling is something that I like. So when you start progressing in a relationship and a friendship, you're like, I love this person. I don't want to ever do anything to hurt or harm them. Then it goes from that to, okay, when you're in a relationship, of course, it's physical. Um, and when you're in a friendship, it goes from, okay, we're spending time together. Let's go out. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's see what our commonalities and similarities are. Um, 
so when we talk about love we look at it in form different forms but purest love to me from what i thought it was from years ago to what i realized it is now is love without any conditions meaning no matter if you hurt me because we're going to get hurt a lot of people don't think that when you're in relationships it's inevitable you're going to get hurt but when you do get hurt is your hurt uh painful enough where you don't go in correct it talk to that person talk to that friend talk to that family member talk to that relationship talk to their spouse and y'all talk through the things that hurt you or are we just cutting people off are we just breaking up just because we want to are we just living life and say okay because i don't want to get hurt let me just come go to the next relationship or let's go to the next person instead of accepting that love is a form not a form of hurt but love you're going to get hurt in a love relationship whether you're in a friendship or not and it's okay but i love you regardless of what your flaws is i love you regardless of what you do to me i love you regardless of how you view a lot of times when we're in relationships, we don't want to have a difference of opinions because, oh my God, he or she going to think some, some way and I don't want to have an argument because I have a different opinion. Well, that's the great thing about how God created us. We have a different of opinions in any relationship. And that's actually what makes a relationship better because it's maybe I can hear from your side. Maybe you can hear from my side. Not us agreeing all the time. Just think of a marriage or a relationship where they agree everything. They agree on everything all the time. That is not going to work. That's not healthy. And it's not going to, it's, it's going to be one person pulling the other. It's also going to be one person doing more of what they want to do instead of having their own opinion. But I really don't want to do that, but because I just don't want to get into it with them or I just don't want to argue with them or that's something I don't want to do. I just keep it to myself. And that's when a lot of problems and underlying issues where friendships or marriages happen because we don't want to technically offend anyone. And the offense doesn't come necessarily because of um, what the person is saying because they have a different opinion. The offense comes because we never speak up for ourselves. So I also attribute another form of love to me is how can you love someone if you do not love yourself now this is a big one for me um because i feel like love goes in the same manner of loving yourself and like the bible say how can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself and i can't love you and say i love you if i don't know my respect and my boundaries and my my windows that i put up and my um the things that i do I, I can't love you in the right and correct way. Um, also, when you love yourself, you know that you don't have to keep anything in. Um, if the offense, like I said earlier, comes, you don't have to feel like I don't love myself. To And a lot of people don't know that they have this form of they don't love themselves. But what I, I would say is when you're not realizing you don't love yourself, it's because you're not putting your boundaries up. You're not speaking up for yourself. You're not talking about what hurts you. You're not talking about uh, how can you be different. You're not you're not feeling some type of way of if I say this in this relationship, would it um, 
end or what it, it comes to an argument. Well, I've realized in the past you cannot control people. And I realized I've realized this a long time ago. You only control you. And if you love yourself, you love yourself enough to say, okay, this is my opinion. I don't have to get offended because you disagree with me. I'm going to tell you my opinion and we move on from it. And that's normal for any kind of relationship. Uh, loving yourself is also putting up, like I said, boundaries. Boundaries for love can be, please don't talk to me like that. Please don't disrespect me. Please don't physically abuse me. Mostly abuse me. Um, and when you do see it happen, even if you don't talk about it in the beginning, you address it when it does happen. That's loving yourself. Also, loving yourself is I get up every morning regardless of what somebody say about me. I say it to myself in the mirror. I affirm myself. I believe in myself so that nobody can't come in and tell me something different that I don't believe. A lot of times, you know, people, the enemy, whatever you want to call it, comes in and you start believing what people say. And it's like, oh, you'll never be something or you're negative or you're this, you're that. And it's like, okay, there is constructive criticism because people are certain things that people say they are. But there's a, a certain way to accept it and not accept it. It's like what my mom used to say, chew the meat and spit, throw away the bones. Spit out the bones, whatever that old saying is. When you're loved in the correct way and you're loving in the correct way, because it is a twofold thing. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody's not loving you in the correct way, you don't love them in the correct way. And be like, uh-uh, that's not love. It means that you still be who God called you to be, love them in the correct way, and let God deal with them as you're dealing with you. You don't have to go tit for tat in a relationship, a marriage, a friendship. You pretty much say your opinion. You set your boundaries. You set your goals. Love is protection. Love is honor, that I honor what you say, even though I may not agree with it. I respect what you say, even though I may not agree with it. I value you as my friend. I found honor you as my friend. There are some attributes we wouldn't be connected right now if you didn't find value in me. Love is finding value in that person and whatever that person is actually saying to you, you're not getting offended from it. You're not finding a fist in it and you're like, okay, they really love me. They're saying this for my well-being. They're not saying this to technically hurt me. Now, some people do say things and daggers. I know I've done it. I've done it in relationships, marriage, friendships, where I have did things and said things to dagger and to cut throat people. Uh, but I've learned that's not the real way to love someone because at the same time, your words and your tongue, is like the Bible say, is very powerful. And you never know what footprints you are leaving on that person and technically if you want someone to love you in the correct way why would you do this to someone else if you don't want that done to you so that's just my personal experience i only could talk about my personal experiences and be honest and transparent that's what this why this is called the breakthrough podcast because it's a breakthrough for you to understand what is going on with you um so to wrap it up because we're not going to be too long on this podcast uh, today, um, I want to let you know that remember that if you love someone, you genuinely love someone, it's not considered to what you want, it's what their needs are, okay? 
Um, think about that with your family members and your friends after you listen to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share. I am here. Um, hopefully, technical issues will be fixed next week so we can have another virtual where you can see me, guys. Um, I know you seen me last week on the show, and so I trying to continue this. I know you can go on my YouTube. It's the Breakthrough Podcast on my YouTube, and you can find me there too. It's some of it, most of it's audio for right now, so we can get the technical work done. Um, this is episode six. Love is. And I thank you guys for joining us today. And again, happy Valentine's Day to everybody that celebrate Valentine. I am going out tonight. So I'm going to celebrate my Valentine and my Valentine's Day. And I am going to um, enjoy myself. And I hope to see you guys next week. And sorry about the technical issues with my dad. We're going to still... Remain on the love is. Um, we'll try to get him back on on another show. Um, and I'll see you guys next week. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Start learning about ACEs so you can learn about yourself and about your kids. Love it, love it, love it. Shout out to my girl, Reba Bell, for getting out there, doing this work and doing it boldlessly. Doing it boldlessly? Do it. Doing it. Doing it with courage. How about that? Let's go with that. Elevate, elevate, elevate. Hey guys, today is February 17th and this is the Breakthrough Podcast. I am your host, Reva Bell. Uh, today we are going to be jumping right in on personally some things that I got a couple of exciting announcements. Then we'll just jump into the podcast. So first... Um, if you hear my baby girl in the background, uh, forgive me because I have her today. She didn't go to school because school is closed. Um, and so this podcast is not for us to be perfect. It's for us to progress. Don't forget that the word of the year is elevation. Anytime we go on to the next level and the next step we got, we are elevating. The word of the year is elevation. And going through elevation, we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're still staying on the same stream of love month. Because oh, if it, anybody else realized that this month is going so fast, I didn't even realize that the end of the month is technically next week, Monday. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. But at the same time, I got... I'm excited because I have a lot of new announcements planned for March. Uh, for the podcast, is going into a different area, a different stream. Um, pretty much, we got the Breakthrough Podcast. And it's basically talking about your breakthrough and what you have to do to have um, the a full, successful life. And basically, after that podcast, you're having a breakthrough on things that you need to do, want to do. Um, we're basically talking about things that I personally did, talking about my personal life, and we're talking about things that I overcame. So, anybody that's listening to this, of course, you know this is episode seven, my number one favorite number, uh, episode seven. And so, we're just going to jump right in. I wanted to talk about what happened to me yesterday. Uh, we kind of... It's going, we're going in a different realm because 
usually what I talk about is what happened to me or what is happening to me or what has happened to me on the Breakthrough Podcast. That's the only way I can be honest and I can be transparent with you guys. So why not talk about it today? So yesterday I end up waking up and it was Sunday, of course, and I'm like, okay, we're going to go to church. My son just, uh, for the last week, he had COVID. So he was out of school um, trying to monitor my four-year-old. My son is 14. Trying to monitor my four-year-old to make sure she doesn't get COVID and she's okay. Uh, she started school back. And so we all over the place. We're doing a lot of stuff. Um, on top of my new coaching program, look out for it. It releases in April. Um, and on top of me doing my new coaching program and getting more clients, I am personally talking to personal clients and helping, uh, some, some women overcome some things and do some things. Well, that means that on top of life, there are finances, there are bills, there are things that we got to focus on and, uh, personal issues, personal relationships, just a lot of things. Um, in the midst of that, we have our relationship with the Lord. We have um, our relationship with our kids. My son hasn't seen his dad in like five weeks. And it was kind of some personal stuff that's going on. Nothing that, uh, because he had COVID, he supposed to went back last week, but because he had COVID, he couldn't go. And then his dad lives in Chicago. So, well, Illinois, but, um, and then because of some other things we had going on personally here or whatever, he hasn't been with his dad. So he hasn't been with his dad for the last five weeks, make a long story short. And, um, so I'm dealing with a lot of things with my, as you know, um, I talked about in the previous episodes about things that he, he are going, he's going through personally as a teenager, as we all understand but at the same time, he's need his father. So, with that being said, we're just going to jump right into what happened yesterday. Um, has nothing to do with my kids. It has to do with me. Um, I am dealing with, and I don't like to claim things, so I am saying that I'm figuring that it was stress. I Yesterday, I woke up with a massive migraine. And now, a lot of people don't understand what a migraine is because a lot of people think a headache is the same thing as a migraine. Totally two different things. Um, when you get a headache, it's, you could be throbbing. It could be something mild. It could be, you know, my head hurt. But you can cope with a headache. When it goes from a headache into a migraine, because that's usually how I start with anybody that knows about migraines. Um... I've been dealing with migraines since my early 20s. So I kind of know the signs, the symptoms, what I got to do, what I don't have to do, things like that. Well, in my history, instead of me being into the hospital, like I used to be all the time, every time I got a migraine, I have to go into the hospital. My history is I have to self-medicate myself and I have to do what I have to do in order to get over this. Now, if it passes, surpasses 24 hours, then yes, Reba is going to go to the hospital because it's something seriously wrong. Um, so yesterday I woke up with a headache and it just started out mild. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know, I was, get, I was about to get dressed and I had my prayer time. I had my devotion and then it just progressively like, here you go. I'm here. It's not going to be a headache today. It's going to be a migraine and you're not going anywhere. 
So make a long story short, it shut me down. It shut me down to the whole day where I had to tell my son, you know, um, pretty much you got to you got to make breakfast. You got to fend for yourself. You have to um, not fend for yourself because he knows what he has to do because he's 14. He, my, my son is very self-sufficient, but he was making breakfast anyway. It was more of, okay, I need, we're not going to church since we're not going to church. Um, I want to have some kind of like church Bible class or whatever we're going to have. And he did really, really a great job. He picked up his own scripture. He came in a room and he, uh, uh, prayed and he read the scripture that we talked about it, what it mean. And it, it was really good. But anyway, um, so leading to that on and off, I'm in and out the bed on and off. I'm out the bed. I'm like, okay, I got to get up. Every time I get up, it let, it knocks me back down. I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. Mind you on Sundays, I usually make a dinner or a big dinner or whatever for a couple of days or whatever for my family. So yesterday I couldn't do that. Make a long story short, um, by the end of the night, I had realized I might have to go to the hospital. And if I have to go to the hospital, I need someone to watch my kids. <laughs> so um, what I end up doing, I end up reaching out to two young ladies that I know that live around me and friends, close friends that usually, you know, know me and know my kids and have a relationship with us. And I, I group chatted both of them. Now, they don't know each other, but I group chatted both of them. And I said, hey, ladies, this is me. Just let you know, if I have to go to the hospital, you guys is the ones I'm reaching out to, stuff like that. And then I had my best friend, William. He was so concerned, I love him, uh, about me. So he was even trying to travel from Chicago just to make sure I was good, everything, and with the kids and everything. And it was just like, mm, I don't want to put anything on anybody else just to do what I have to do for myself. So what I was letting him know is that I'm a, I'll be okay. He called me, he prayed for me. And I could tell you immediately right after we got off the phone and he prayed, like 20 minutes later, I really started feeling better. And it, it I can't say that it was just a miracle or whatever. I was on and off taking Tylenol throughout the day. Um, so I end up 20 minutes later, feeling a little bit better. So I, I said, I ain't spent time with my kids all day. So it was going about like seven, eight o'clock. And I was like, CJ, let's watch a movie on Netflix. And we started watching this, this movie called Inventing Anna. It's really good. It's a series. Um, we haven't even finished it, but, um, and it was just like, I felt, I was kind of feeling bad because I haven't spent time with my babies all day. And so I go get up LA on the couch and then we make popcorn. He's eating his food. I couldn't really eat all yesterday. Um, so when a migraine shuts you down, it shuts you down from everything. So you really don't want to do anything. Um, and it was just more of a, if I don't get over this, I'm going to go take a COVID test. I don't know if it's COVID, but I knew kind of knew that it wasn't COVID. And that's what me and my girlfriend was talking about is because that's the only symptom I had. Um, it wasn't no other symptoms. I didn't have any other symptoms. I don't have any other symptoms. And I've been dealing with this for my life, <laughs> continuously of my life. So I know what the symptom was. If it was a migraine. I don't believe in everything. Just go to the hospital. Everything is just COVID nowadays. That's a whole nother other. We ain't gonna talk about that. But 
Um, me and my son is fully vaccinated and everything. So, back to what I was saying. So, make a long story short, I end up taking some old Tylenol. And it was so funny because I, I was taking children's Tylenol. I was just taking a little more than what I should take. And the reason why is because I take natural stuff because I really don't take pills. I really don't take pain pills. Um, I didn't have any migraine. I didn't have my migraine. I had my migraine medicine that I get from the hospitals, but I didn't want to take that because it kind of puts you in a comatose state. But I also had, um, I didn't have any like Cedrin and nobody, people knows that's for usually headaches and migraines. So I had pretty much what my kids have or whatever. I had natural stuff and I had Tylenol. That's it. Uh, because most of the time I take natural stuff. That's all I take because of my history of um, pills and everything else. Uh, me being allergic to everything. And that's a whole nother story. So I really didn't have anything in here to try to be like, oh, okay, let me make this headache supposedly migraine go away. And so I pretty much just stayed in the bed on and off throughout the day trying to play music trying to you know put on the fan trying to turn down the lights trying to you know when you get a migraine you can't even have lights around <laughs> um so nothing was working but when he prayed it just was like a release and then what i realized is that okay you've been stressing this migraine coming from stress because evidently your body is trying to signal to you that something is wrong and a lot of times we don't listen to our body and continue with the phase of love is this month love is or self-love and to continue with that of this month we have to love on ourselves first before we love on anybody else and we have to love on ourselves First, to mean it, taking care of our bodies, listening to our bodies and taking care of what we have to take care of. That doesn't mean that stress is not going to come. But is it stress in the right way? Because a, a lot of people don't know there are healthy stressors and there are unhealthy stressors. And so when you stress in a, in a way where your body is actively saying it's something wrong and after a while it builds up to a migraine or it builds up to maybe a heart attack or it builds up to um you know heart palpitation whatever it stress leads up to it's different signals and signs of stress mine is usually migraines um and I deal with migraines in different ways. It's not just because of my migraines that I mean stress because I get migraines. I get migraines because that's just what my body does. Um, I also get migraines because I'm vitamin D deficient. I have to take vitamin D every day for the rest of my life. I also get migraines because I'm iron deficient. Um, that will bring on my migraines. This is certain, certain things I learned over the years about my own body. So... I can't just tell you that the only reason why I got a migraine yesterday is because of stress. And it's going to be in the future because of stress. It's not. Um, I did have my iron. I did have my vitamin D yesterday morning. So, I knew those was the factors that I could signal out. Um, I didn't have coffee, which we all know that coffee brings on a headache. It ain't going to bring on a migraine, but it'll bring on a headache. But it kind of feels kind of strong as it. Um, I chose not to have coffee because I wanted to kind of like, uh, equal out what the issue was. And so it was like, okay, don't have the coffee. And usually I don't have my coffee until like nine, 10 o'clock anyway. And this migraine literally 
exploded way before then. And so I was just like, okay, can't be a coffee. But I end up um, having, I was having tea throughout the day. And so by me having tea, it's still a form of caffeine and it wasn't working. So the coffee wouldn't probably work anyway. It probably would have been a subtle, but make a long story short on that. We have to initially take care of ourselves because your body will signal and tell you it is something wrong. Like I said, when I noticed that he prayed and it was like, okay, I got to release this. I didn't know the migraine was going to go away, but it started easing. By the end of the night, I ended up going into the medicine box or whatever that I have. And I did. I felt a little pack of two pills of Excedrin. And I was just like, oh, yes. So I took that with some tea last night while me and my son was watching, um, the, watching Netflix and it was just like, I woke up this morning, I was totally fine. Now, thank God for the Excedrin at that time. But at the same time, I think this whole process of what I went through from the beginning to the end was a reason that um, God was trying to get my attention and trying to talk to me, saying, I need you to focus on me and I need you to rely on me and I need you to give it to me, whatever you're stressing about. And... That doesn't mean that we're not going to have stress, like I said, but that means that we have to give it to God when we overstressing. When I realized, and I knew a couple of weeks ago I was stressing because before I got my hair done, I called my best friend at that time and I said, my hair is falling out. That's usually where my number one signal comes from, my hair loss. Um, and that's been years. When I stress, my hair falls out and it's like I'm washing my hair and it's like clumps and clumps of hair coming out. And anybody that knows me, I have a lot of hair. So you can't even tell, but I can tell. Um, so when I say that I knew I was already stressing anyway, the other signs were showing me that I was stressing. I just wasn't really alleviating the stress. I was just like, okay, I'm stressing. Okay, so what does that mean? You're not going to do anything to not stress or to alleviate the stress or ne necessarily it's not to stop the stress because you can't stop stress. You can calm it down and you can slowly stop it. But it's like, okay, tell my body to not stress. Huh, I'm not going to stress today. It don't work like that. Stress don't work like that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what I'm, I'm saying to you, and I'm also saying to myself, love on yourself more, take care of yourself, listen to your body, because when your body starts talking to you, it's a warning sign. Usually when I stress too, my stress goes into my shoulders and my neck where I'm like more achy than normal. And I stretch every morning. Um, I do like some kind of yoga and uh, Pilates stretching every morning. And I notice that alleviates. I also meditate. Um, I don't do it consistently like I should. I talk about meditation in one of my therapy. I mean, my not my therapy, my coaching. Because I'm not a therapist. I'm a coach. Um, coaching sessions. And I talk about how meditation definitely does help. Uh, with the body. I should do it continuously. I am going to make myself do it continuously. Um, I work out. I don't work out as much as I should. That's another thing. 
Um, so those are some certain things that I know personally for me that will alleviate my stress. Things that I know I'm not doing and I need to take care and take responsibility. And this is me being transparent and vulnerable with you guys that just because I'm a coach and I'm a CEO and I'm a run a business and I got two kids and I got to, you know, and I, and, and, and I'm doing the things that I have to do on the outside doesn't mean that I don't know what I should be doing on the inside too. And me being vulnerable, like I said on my podcast every time, only thing I could do is be transparent and honest with you guys. So it helps you guys to understand that the by the end of the, the, this podcast and having a breakthrough, you have a breakthrough for yourself. But I'm having a breakthrough with talking to you guys and understanding where we have to go and what the next step is. With that being said, I just thank you today for listening to this podcast. It's a little shorter today because... Um, it's audio just for me, but it's, um, I am, uh, having a couple of videos, uh, in the next, uh, four weeks of March because March is going to be about finances on the next couple of videos. So I have a couple of guests that I am interviewing and, um, on March's podcast about the breakthrough podcast, we're basically talking about finances on the month of March. So it's March madness money. And we're we're gonna address having breakthroughs with credit, debt, finances, how to get credit debt together and um and I just feel like the reason why I made that about finances is because you can't get to the next level in anything without having some clarity on where financially your future is going. So I want you guys to look out for that. I have a couple of guests that are great guests and they're going to teach you some things and I'm learning some things from them. So um, tune in for that next week. You will hear me again on the last week of this love month, self-love, and I will be coming back to you with more of self-love. But Thank you for watching and listening to the Breakthrough Podcast. I am your host, Reba Bell, as you know. And don't forget that when you are listening to this podcast, if you want to buy any of my books or my coaching program, by listening to this podcast, you get a discount. Podcast 22. You get 22% off of the items that you purchased from RebaBell.com. Do not forget podcast 22. That's the code. And you get 22% off of all items purchased during this podcast or after this podcast. As long as you listen to the podcast, then that's how you know you get the discount. I thank you for watching. I thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys next week. And talk to you later. This podcast is brought to you by From Ashes to Beauty Coaching. Go to RebaBell.com to sign up for your free consultation today.